Welcome to the teaching ministry of Life Church. We exist to honor God through reaching our city and touching the world with the amazing love of Jesus Christ. Please join us now for this life-changing message. Let me just begin by, by kind of going back a little bit, a couple of months, and uh, I will give you some a little bit of background on how we, we got to where we are right now, which is that we are officially this year going to become our own church. Life Church it will still be, but we will no longer be a campus of another church. Now, again, if you're new here and that term and those things don't mean a lot to you, that's okay. Just kind of hook in, and I think you're going to get the big picture as we move along. But, um, you know, a couple, a couple months back now, I guess, uh, there was a lot of change and transition happening in our church. Our senior pastor, who has been here, started the church 35 years ago. Amazing man of God, Pastor Rick Shelton. And he decided that it was time for him to step down as the senior pastor of Life Church and turn over the reins, so to speak, to his son, Josh, who is a very dear friend to me. And his wife, Tori, is a very dear friend to my wife, Katie. And uh, so this was a, a transition in our church's history like we've never been in before. And Pastor Josh was leading a campus down in the city, uh, Central West End to be specific, and I was leading the campus over here in Waterloo. Um, and jo Pastor Josh came to me and he said, after you know some time of really processing and praying about how he felt God was leading him to take the church in the future, he knew that part of what needed to be done for him to be able to lead effectively was for the campuses to come back together and to just be in one place at Fenton and no longer have these extensions, so to speak, of our ministry. And they understood that that would be a, a big deal for, for me and for my wife, Katie, because, of course, many of you know we moved here and moved our whole family over here earlier this year. We've lived in Missouri all of our lives, born and raised. Our family is still from there. And so this was a major deal for us. Um, because we felt called to this area. You know, we felt God led us to this place, and that hadn't changed, and God wasn't saying something different. And so this began a process of us really starting to press into God to know. I mean, I just want to do what God wants. You know, honestly, I mean, I like it to be comfortable, but honestly, it doesn't really matter. If I know God says something, I will do whatever he says to do. And so we really wanted to just hear from God and know what he wanted us to do and how he would want us to go about it. And I'm going to be real honest with you when I say that for the first, I can't be exact on the time, but I know it was several weeks, maybe closer to a month, that this, this actually was a really great struggle for us, a great struggle for us. Because we love our friends dearly who we've, I mean, I grew, I got saved there. We got married there. We grew up in this place, you know. We've become strong in our faith and as parents and as a family there. And so this was a huge deal for us. Not that we're leaving forever, but it's going to change, right? We, we understood that. And at the same time, we knew that God had called us to begin a work here in this area that we can't even begin to see how big he really wants to make this. And so reconciling all that together, realizing it's like these two things are kind of like merging and they're going to they're gonna kind of diverge in different directions here was a great struggle. And, and, you know, you try to like 
have conversations and talk through this stuff with people. And it, it, sometimes it just gets a little messy, too, along the way. And you kind of like, well, I didn't really mean that. And, you know, I'm, this is really what my heart is. And, and that's what's great about love is that love always wins. Because when people know your heart, you can make mistakes and then you can still come out and everybody knows that we're we have the right heart and we love each other, right? And so there was a several-week process where this became really, really difficult, us trying to figure out what we were going to do. And when we came to the, the place where we just knew, you know, it was either go back uh, to Fenton or stay here and start a fresh new work. And when I say fresh new work, you're like, well, haven't you been here for, you know, we've been here for a little over a year, but this is going to be different because what, me, what that means is we would be leading from a new vision. We will have our own vision now, which is what you're going to hear about today. And so when we made the, the decision, okay, we're going to stay and we're going to, we're going to build this ministry, this church, you know, we're going to do what God wants and we're going to see him move here it was almost like when we when I went back and I told my leaders that and they heard my heart, it was like this amazing level of peace just fell over everything. All of the like the, the difficulty and the struggle in that, it was like almost all of it was lifted in a moment when we stood there in that room and we just we all just smiled and we, we teared up and we prayed together and we just all knew that this is what God was speaking and what he was saying. And from that point on, it was like all of a sudden God just opened up the windows of heaven and began to pour vision into Katie and I and to speak direction and to speak clarity that we had been searching for and wanting so much and he began to open that up to us. I mean to tell you, I would get my notepad out. I would get my notes. I did take notes while I was driving. I'm not going to lie. Because it was coming so fast. And I was just writing this stuff down. And I'm just like, God, this is amazing. You know, and like, I'm seeing it. But you know how it is. It's like, then you try to explain it. And it's like, well, you know, I, I need to kind of take it in a little bit more so I can communicate it. And it was just one of the most refreshing, awesome things really honestly, that I've ever had is for God to just be speaking so clearly and so consistently over that period of time, you know. And one of the things I learned through that is we all want vision, right? I mean, every person is made to crave a vision for their lives, where we're going. What, what, do, I, what do you have for me in this life, Lord? And what God showed me is that, you know, he has a vision for all of us. He does. And I'm going to lay some of that out in a minute, but, but he was showing me that, that he really is looking for us to have faith before he really reveals vision. Because in order for us to walk out vision, we have to be able to do it in faith. And so it was kind of like by us making the decision, we're going to do this no matter what. We're going to step out and we're going to go in the direction we believe God is calling us to. It was that step of faith that was like it opened up and busted open the release of vision and direction and plans and clarity from that point on. And so I just say that to you, that listen, you know, we all want vision and clarity and direction for our lives, and God has it for you. But ask yourself, am I, if, I, if I already stepped out in faith where I know God has pulled me, he's leading me, and if I have or if I haven't, then perhaps there's vision that God is waiting to reveal to you that he's waiting for you to take steps of faith in first. That's just a little side point, but anyway. So, um, so... Now that God started speaking all this, it was amazing how a lot of it, a lot of it was stuff and things 
that I had already been hearing and feeling. But it was just, it fell in place and it started to connect more as part of what God had for our future. Let me give you some examples to that. Several years back, what was it? Three and a half years now, when we first decided that we would become a church that was planting other churches, that was the way that we felt God was going to lead us to go. We spent a lot of time as a pastoral team praying together, seeking God, and, and we, we did a lot of research and study on church planting, anything we could get our hands on, because there's so many ways to do it. And it just grabbed a hold of me. From the very get-go, this concept, this idea of multiplying, of raising people up and sending them out strong, of expanding and going into new areas and new communities to take the gospel. It's just like, yeah, that's the way to do it. Of course, you know. That's how you always feel when you see something clearly. You're like, oh, duh, why didn't everybody see that? And so it just got a hold of me like, man, God, you've made me for this, to help build and lead and, and grow up and, and send out. Yeah, this is what... I'm, I'm set on fire by this. And one of the things that really started to just resonate was how, it's almost like I say it this way, so just bear with me because some of the things I'm saying today, I'm, I'm trying to say them the best I can. But it, it was like God was saying that he wants the church to get her voice back. And what I mean by that is that we live in a time today now where it seems that the church is not as influential and as revered in matters of society as what God created her to be and as it has been in times and years gone by. You know, whenever church, uh, whenever, uh, and a great example of this was in the American frontier times, okay, during like the 17 and 1800s when people were moving across the land, they were setting up towns and they were setting up cities, they, they were establishing communities. And did you know one of the first things that always got established or built in a little town or a little community was a church? It was a church. There were schools, there were churches. And there were homes. People became a community. And the church, not people, but God's voice, was the guiding factor in matters that pertain to society. The church was influential in matters of family affairs, in matters of business and commerce in the community, in, in matters of training and discipline and learning and growing strong. It didn't control those things, but people that were gifted in those areas would seek the church, the leaders in the church. What does God believe? What does God have to say about these things? And I believe with everything in me that that's the way we would live in a healthy, vibrant, God-filled community is that the church would have a voice like that. And I believe that God was putting things in me that he's began now to open back up and saying, this, this is what I'm calling you to build. This is what I'm, I want to begin a movement 
in this day, in this time that we're living in, where the church's voice that has grown silent is going to come back and is going to rise up from the depths of society and all the different places where things are happening and darkness is there. And the voice of, the, of God's people, the church, is going to begin to be like a sounding echo that's going to really give direction and hope to a lost and dying world. And I just... And, and so I thought about that more, and we prayed about that more. And it was like, you know, it's not just, it's not just that he's going to get her voice back, but that she's going to keep it. Like, this is going to carry us into the end times. Like, this is going to move us into the final days of what's ahead for mankind. That the church is going to begin to get her voice back, even while darkness is, is prevailing and is growing. That the church will make a rise up in the final days. And so, when I think about our vision for us, for, for, for Life Church, I think of us as com like community impactors. That our, our vision is going to be that the church would become so relevant in our community, so relevant in people's lives, in every sector of society that's out there in the business and the community leaders sector, in the schools sector, in the youth sector, in the family unit sector, in all the different, you know, if you break these down, the sectors or whatever of society so-called, that the church is going to become influential and have a guiding voice in all of these areas, but that it's going to happen from more of like a grassroots kind of movement where God's people that are growing strong in the church and, and raising up to be strong in their faith are going to be a part of what's happening in the world and they're going to be growing the influence of the church in all of these different sectors of society. I love this because one of the things that I think about is we have a lot of business people in our church here. A lot of people that are in the professional or community leader sector, so to speak, here with us. And, and that's my background, too. And, I, and it's been spoken to me over, over the years that God would still use me in that area. Just like I know he's spoken to many of you, he wants to use you in those areas. So it's not about just being inside the church walls. It's about being in the community, in the places where we live, and representing God and his light shining through us in those areas. Another area that I think about is the people who are, you know, kind of uh, down and out and, and just looking for a, a fresh start, so to speak. You know, the people in, that have battled drug addictions and alcohol and, and all these broken families. It's just everywhere, you know. And, and I've spoke a little bit about my past and it's not, you know, I have some rough stories and things that I've been through and done. And so I have a heart for people like that. I just, I just love them, man. I just want to get close to them, you know, and be around them. And I know a lot of people here in this church feel the same way, that you feel like God has really called you to reach out to people that are hurting that feel like they're in a place where could God even love them anymore. And all these different parts of the community that we live in, that God is going to be raising us up. He's going to be raising a people up to have a voice in the matters of society that are affecting all of us. And, uh, and, that, and it doesn't just stop there. That it, it begins here, like in our area and in our community, where our sphere of influence is. But listen, this is huge. This is like... 
big stuff because I believe that God is calling us to be a church that leads the way in this movement, that we're going to send people out to start churches or businesses or all different things in other communities, <laughs> other communities where this is going to become a movement that starts there. And God's saying, like, in this time that we're in now, hey, the big megaphone stuff isn't going to work anymore. People are done with it, you know? I mean, I'm not saying there won't be fruit out of it, but I'm saying the way we're going to reach the world, it's going to be right off the grassroots places of community movements and uprisings from God's people and His church. And we're going to help to do that. We're going to build people up. And I just, God was just saying this to me, and look, I'm just telling you what I heard and what I believe He said. He's saying, look, you're going to build people and you're going to send them out into other communities and they're going to do that. They're going to be catalysts for that in other, other areas. And, and you're going to carry that. You're going to lead the way in that as a church. And he and God said, he's, I'm going to send people to you who are going to seek that out because they're craving it in their communities. I'm going to send people to you who say, you know what you guys are doing, what God is doing in your midst? We want that in our midst. And we want to see God do that in our community. Can you help us? Can you pray with us? Can you lead us? And God's going to do that. He's going to do that through us. And we're going to be just... Oh, I'm just blown away by it, honestly. I'm just blown away by it because I can see communities as this grows up. Because, you know, people, you heard the term, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care, right? right. Look, you can say what you want, but until you've done it, (laughs) people aren't going to, people, there's just a certain level of credibility and influence that you're lacking. And, and I believe that we are going to see something explosive here in this community this year. And that it's going to take off. And that it's going to just give us kind of that credibility to be able to speak into all kinds of other areas and all kinds of other places that God is, is wanting to take this movement to. And if you look on like a map of our land that you just see little areas and communities all of a sudden just exploding and bursting up with, man, what is going on in that area? What is going on in that town? What is going on in that place? Well, God is moving through his people. That's what's going on. And there's a draw and an attraction to that that just can't be stopped. And God's people are just moving forward and building the kingdom and expanding it the way that he's calling us to in these final days. And it brings me to a scripture that I want to share with you that's been just burning in my heart. And Katie and I both. And it's in Joshua chapter 1. And it's interesting because two weeks ago, I preached a message that was very, very uh, inspiring to me on, you know, not having fear of failure and stepping out into the unknown. And it was like, I preached it, and I'm like, I'm preaching to myself, you know, I mean, you always do, but you sometimes you're more aware of it than others, you know. And, uh, and that was really out of Joshua chapter 3, where he said, hey, you haven't been this place, you haven't been this way before and how he's calling them to step out into new territory. And then I, I, I went through Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 through 9, how he says before he sends them out, be strong and of good courage, not be afraid or dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go, and how you can't back down to fear of failure if you're going to step out in a new area and new territory where God is calling you to. But listen to this, the, the verse right after that, in Joshua chapter 1, where I ended that message, and I saw this, and I didn't intend, I was like, 
holy cow, I didn't even think about it. Verse 11 says, pass through, he's telling Joshua as they, before they go, pass through the camp and command the people, saying, prepare provisions for yourselves, for within three days you will cross over this Jordan, here it is, to go in to possess the land which the Lord your God is giving you to possess. And I believe God is speaking that today. That he wants the church to possess the land that he's died for us to have. And that word possess, when you study it in the Hebrew, it means, it means a very broad, deep meaning. It means to, to dwell in and live among, to influence while there, to just have, to, to be an effector and not be effected, right? To be the, the change agent in that area and in that land, not by force, by rule as far as dictatorship, but by influence, by credibility, because God's people are have God's word with them in their hearts and they're carrying that where they go, right? That he's saying, and, and to possess land also means to drive out evil that exists there. And that's a part of going into new areas and new communities. Some of the, I believe that we'll see like some of the addictions and some of the things that are, people are going through in their lives just be broken off and set free as this movement starts to rise up. Because a part of possessing the land, the way he speaks about it, is that evil is being driven out. And dark forces are being pushed out because a move of God is flooding in. Right? So Joshua 1.11. Now how we're going to, Part of how is, you could call this kind of a something we embody, whatever you want to call it, but it's just to be in a constant state of love, love, that we just are loving people the way God loves people. And, and the Bible tells us that Jesus said that love others as I have loved you and, and that by loving people the way that God loves us and taking that to the world, it's going to be that it's going to be the difference maker. And, and I say that in a way where it's like loving people when they don't think they can be loved by God. I want to get to the places that are hard to get to. I want to show people that the, the word of God is true when it says nothing can separate you from the love of God. Will you let God love you in your mess? Will you let him love you the way he wants to? And in order to do that, we have to be that person of love. We have to carry that love into all the different areas and places in our community that we're a part of. And, and that's one of the things that I've heard people say about our church is like, man, everybody is so loving. They're just so awesome. You come in, everybody says hi, everybody greets you. They're just so friendly. I don't feel judged there. I don't feel like, like condemned when I'm around. I, don't, I feel welcome there. And it just, it, it, it makes me, oh, I get so upset that people would feel that way in a church, you know? That you would feel that way in a church. Of all the stinking places that you, would, that you could feel judged and condemned in a church. That ain't us, man. And that ain't, you know what I'm saying? We're going to be a church where it's like love is just, it's like people would ask the question, like, how do you love like that? How do you love like that? Hallelujah, right? And, and it's because God's love is in us. And, and so love is a big part of what we embody as we move forward. And, and 
as we do and we go to the people where they are and, and, and we're affecting society, that part of one of the scriptures that I believe that's going to kind of be a mantra, if you will, is just John 10, 10, where Jesus said, I've come that they may have life and they may have it more abundantly. I was jogging one day. We were down here. It, it, I was jogging down one of the country roads in beautiful morning. And uh, I just, the sun was coming up. I was praying and uh, rocking out to some skillet, you know, and uh, on my headphones. <laughs> I'm awake, I'm alive. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I like the hard stuff, so. Uh, and, and so I'm jogging, and I just, I, that scripture just came to my heart, and God was speaking and saying, listen, I've come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Do you grasp what that means? And do you grasp how important that is for the world to know? You know, when Jesus said that, life, that means all matters that pertain to life. Do you understand that? Like, God didn't just say, hey, you're going to have a good faith life. I mean, that's obviously a huge part of it. He said, hey, I want you to have a great marriage. I want you to have a great family. I want you to have a great career. I want you to have great relationships. I want you to have life abundantly. Abundantly means to be overflowing and in excess of, get this in the Greek, anything you ever expected or anticipated. Ever expected or anticipated. The world has no idea how good the life that God died for them to have is. They need to know that. They need to understand that, that as good as you could ever imagine your life could be, whatever plans you could manufacture on your own, I promise you, according to the word of God, it pales in comparison to the purpose and the destiny that God has called you to and anyone out there. And if they understand and we could go in love and help them see that we are a loving people, that we're not, you know, trying to force something, but we're, we're representing something that is attractional in a world that is very turned off to religion and tradition. And we can represent that in a way where people say, what is different? How are you loving like that? What is it about you? You're, you have influence in all these other areas. There must be something and the love of God can invade their life and they can get a revelation that God died so that they could have life and have it more abundantly. And anything that's, that's hindering them from greatness and purpose and destiny in their life, if their marriage is in shambles, if their career is a wreck, if, if they're just lost in a dying world, God is the answer to that. He's the answer to those, to, he's the solution to those questions that, that so many people are asking themselves every day. People are going to bed at night and waking in the morning in despair, asking questions that they have no answers for, that the love of God can solve, that the love of God can solve. John 10, 10, that we may have life and have it more abundantly. And, and, I, and then I want to say this too. That we are a people, all of us, especially the church, but each and every one of us individually, who are created, God created us, to live from a vision. From a vision. And this is one of the things that I'm going to talk about in the weeks ahead here as, as we communicate more you know, details and things about what we'll be doing and stuff like that. But 
that we are a people that are created to live from a vision. And by living from a vision, it, it, it gives us a fire and a passion that constantly propels us and moves us forward into all the great things that God has for us. Let me give you a few scriptures to really solidify this. And if you've been here for a number of months, you've heard me preach these things before, so this isn't new stuff, but just bear with me because these are anchors in where we're headed. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the thoughts that I have for you, says the Lord, thoughts to give you a future and a hope, right? Plans to, he, God has a vision for all of our lives, that's incredible that God didn't just create us to live a mundane, robotic, just fill space life until eternity, that he created us with a vision and a purpose that he would have us achieve if we stepped into that destiny by faith while we walk this earth. Also in Jeremiah 33, 3, it says, For I, if you will call to me, I will answer you and show you great and mighty things that you do not know. God doesn't want this to remain hidden from us. God wants to reveal his plans to you for your life. He wants to open up your destiny for you so that you can walk in it, so that you can get a glimpse of it, and so that you can be driven by it. The Bible says in Proverbs 29, 18, that without a vision, the people will perish. I mean, Listen, it's threaded all through Scripture. I could sit here and give you Scriptures for the rest of the morning, but I won't. That God is saying to us from beginning to end, Hey, I've created you with a vision. There's a vision for your life that I have that I want you to be driven by. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, this is the last one, but this is verse 9. It says, The eye has not seen nor ear heard the, th the thoughts that God has prepared for those who love Him. The things that God has prepared for those who love him. And he's saying, listen, you can't even comprehend it. And even more so, it can't be revealed to you by natural source. You know, people have a vision for things all the time. And they go and they, they, they do stuff. And that's great and everything. But I'm talking about a supernatural vision. I'm talking about a vision birthed from God that you can't access, you can't attain, you can't hear, you can't understand apart from him revealing it to you. There's natural things that we could go spend our lives doing, but God's saying, I've called you to a supernatural vision that represents a life that's lived with full abundance that you can't even begin to think of how good and how big it would be. I just think that's awesome. I think that that's awesome. And so as we go forward, you know, we're going we're gonna to really have a focus on things like building and developing leaders, right? And that's where this comes into play, the stuff I'm talking about, about each of us having, a, God having given you a vision for your lives, is that for the church, us to achieve a vision that God is speaking to us absolutely requires all of us to be living from a vision that God has for us. And I just believe that the way God works, I mean, he's perfect, right? And his wisdom is infinite. And so as he's called his church to a vision where he wants to take us, that all of those who are called to that place, meaning th this particular church, that that vision is achieved by each and every member walking in their purpose and vision that God has for them in their lives. And so my great passion and Katie's great passion here and our leaders here is to help each and every person 
unlock the destiny and the future and the vision that God has for them in their lives. To see your gifts and your talents begin to emerge, to see you flourish in the kingdom and live as you were intended and created to live. That that's a part of what we're going to put a lot of focus on. How we'll do some of these things, the details are still yet to be worked out, but I can tell you that I do believe God's going to give a powerful, fresh revelation through the messages that they're going to begin to strengthen and build destiny and speak purpose into people's lives all through the weeks to come. And I believe that there's probably going to be other meetings we'll have and different things that we'll do where we're going to focus entirely on developing people's gifts, their faith, raise people up strong here because if we're going to go out there, we need to be raised up strong here, right? And so building and developing leaders and growing people is going to be a huge thing that we focus on. And we ask ourselves questions ahead. How do we do that? And how can we do that with excellence and in a way that is what God is calling us to and where we can do it the best that we possibly can? Another thing we're going to focus on is, is reaching out in our community, being a church that is present in the community outside the walls. I think we've done a great job at this already, quite frankly. I get people that I run into in town all the time. They're like, oh, yeah, you guys are that church that does this extreme service projects. Or, yeah, we heard about the stuff that you guys did in the schools. Or, yeah, I work in the schools. And that's that stuff you're doing with the teacher recognition program or the pre-K kindergarten kids and stuff like that. Man, that's just fantastic. I, that's awesome. And, and you know what I think about when I, when I hear those things is like, We've done that stuff on pretty limited resources, really. I mean, we've, we've achieved a pretty great impact in our community on fairly limited resources that I believe is, is going to change, you know. And so I think about this stuff, and I'm like, yeah, we've got to continue to be heavily focused on being involved in our community in places and in ways where we can reach people where they are and that we can be a church that people see, man, that is a church. Like the community is better because they're here. Isn't that an amazing thought that people would say that about a church? Man, if, if that church wasn't here, I don't know where this place would be. I, I mean, and I think that begins with us at, being able to ask ourselves that question. Like, in, in my my work and in my family and in my relationships and in my neighborhood, like, would people say, like, this is better because I'm here? I don't know. I mean, I just think about stuff like that. I don't know about you, but if God is working in me, then I think that ought to be the, that ought to be the thing that's happening, that there ought to be change and impact and influence flowing out of my life where maybe it isn't like they're thinking it consciously, but just in a general sense that, man, this place is better without, for, for them being here. This community, man, they are re this church is relevant in this community. This, this community is feeling the impact and the presence of this people. This is, this is a changed and different place because they're here. Are, are you, am, I, am I just talking to myself today? I don't know, but I think, whoo, okay. So <laughs> focusing on outreach, yeah, and then focusing on just, you know, doing life together. Honestly, I don't really like the word fellowship. I think it's kind of geeky. I don't know. It just, <laughs> I say it sometimes. I'm like, I don't really, I mean, so we're going to come up with a better word for it. 
but uh, doing life together, you know, and I don't know if that means like we're going to have a really big uh, focus on small groups necessarily. I mean, maybe we will. I think there's just going to be more things that we do as a church family, whether it's like picnics that we did in the summer and different stuff like that, where we just get to hang out and just do life together. You know, I believe iron sharpens iron. God's people need to be living together that way and, and sharpening one another. Every time, I mean this honest to God's truth, folks, every time we come out of one of those events, one of those things where we all hang out, you can ask Katie, I mean, I come home and I'm just like, oh, I just love our people. I just love them. I just feel better. I just feel like more razor sharp just from being around all you guys, you know? We're, we're going to do stuff like that. Uh, Ted, Ted came to me with an idea a few weeks ago and said, hey, I think we ought to start doing like a men's breakfast, you know? And just get together on Friday mornings and stuff. And so we started doing that. And we're like, let's just give it a try. I didn't want to make no big announcement or nothing. I just, let's just see what happens, you know. Uh, maybe people are hungry for this. You know, we've had like four to six guys every Friday morning at 7 a.m. showing up at Denny's over here for like the last month. And, and so, I mean, I don't know. I mean, just little stuff like that. Doing life together is going to be a big focus. And that's going to, you know, web out into all different things and look different ways. And that's where the strategy comes in. I mean, you've heard me say that vision drives strategy. So a lot of the strategy part of all this is yet to be unveiled, is yet to be discovered. We're going to meet with some of our leaders in the weeks to come and just really ask a lot of these questions. What's the best way? How can we do this? A lot of that has to do with who, whose gifts and strengths are available for that. So that's where obviously all of you come in. I mean, I hope that you're praying for yourselves like is this something you can hook into you know is this a vision that you feel God is could, could cause you to be a part of that he could and if he is okay if he is and this isn't like some push to get volunteers or something but just hear me out that I do believe if God has called you to be in a place of, of worship a church in that family that God has created you for a work to do that nobody else can fill in that place, that you are uniquely suited for and fitted for, as well as that that place will be a place that will sharpen you and raise you up strong in your faith to unlock your destiny and purpose that God has for you. So it's kind of like it goes both ways, right? You're contributing, but you're being contributed to. That's how the church of God works and its leaders and in its family and in its body. And so I ask you to just really be praying in the weeks ahead, like, what's God saying to you? I want to hear about it. I really do. I want to know what he's speaking to you and what he's challenging you to step off the cliff into. The areas where maybe you've been afraid of failure, that God's saying, no, 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 step out into the unknown. And, and maybe we can help you. I don't know, but I'd really hope that you're really taking this you know, seriously and asking yourself, this is a monumental time. God, where, how do I fit in? And what's, what's your part for me to play? Because I really believe that all of us coming together here in this group is what's going to make that work. And then lastly, of the four things that we're going to focus heavily on are, and I, I don't know how the other way to say this, but our services. Our services. And I, here's what I mean by that. It's a fact. It is a fact that people join, go to, stay at a church because the messages change their lives, the worship is phenomenal, and children's ministry is great. It's, it's just the way it is. And so when I say that, what I mean is, I don't know exactly all the things that we'll do, but our services are going to be, in a godly way, like just on fire. 
And I think that that means that the messages and the revelation that God is, the way he's, the way the word of God is coming forth to penetrate people's hearts and speak to them, it's going to radically change lives. But, but in a way where the, the power and the presence of God is just at a level like people have never seen before. The, the Bible says that in the, church, in the move of the church, that those who believe that signs and wonders follow, they just do. If there's a genuine move of God, there ought to be things that people can't explain happening naturally. Healings, set free of addictions, all kinds of things that we know God is saying he wants to do through his word. I believe that as we contend for the power and the presence of God in our services, that it's just it's building, that, that we're going to see things happening that we just won't even be able to explain other than it's just God. It's just, how did that lady get healed of cancer? It's just God. It's just God, man. You know, things that are going to, people get coming in and getting set free of addictions, marriages being restored, healed, all kinds of things that there's no other explanation but God. And in getting set free and in doing all that, you know, all those things, that's just the beginning. I mean, then you get raised up strong, right? You get set free, but then you get raised up strong in your faith to go out and take what you have to the world. And that's what I believe, you know, God is really speaking to us now in this time in a powerful way. And so I just kind of end with this. Um, starting next week, you know, I'll have, it, it'll be more in kind of like a message format, but I'm going to be speaking about vision and about what it means to live from a vision and how do we walk in that? You know, how does God lead us and guide our steps? Bible says that. It says, how can a man, uh, the Lord, uh, a man's steps are ordered of the Lord. How then can a man know his own way? God wants to lead us and guide us. We don't just run blindly into this thing. God wants to lead us every step of the way. I mean, every day, right? And so we're going to talk about, in, according to the word of God, what it means to live from a vision and to walk in a vision. And I am so excited. And as we do that, we'll be able to continue just laying out more details and more plans and things that we're going to be doing. You know, like one of the things that I'm working hard on right now is getting our, uh, an entirely new website established and built for us. See, and right now, our website, it is the, you know, li the Life Church website that we've had. And there's kind of a section about our campus on there. But we're, I mean, it's going to be really cool. Yeah. We're going to do some really awesome things with it. Uh, and through social media and different stuff like that, where we're going to be able to really effectively reach people uh, in the world today through a lot of the tools and things that are available to us, we're going to get really good at that kind of stuff. And so that website is going to be a tool where we can use that, we can forward that information to people, and I believe that it's going to be very visible on the World Wide Web and that people are going to see that in all kinds of different searches and things that they're doing and that they're going to see who we are and what we're doing and they're going to be really drawn to that. You know, so we're getting a new website. Um, somebody was just asking me about the offering. Uh, Sharon was like, do I still write my check out to Life Church? Yes. You just keep writing your check out to Life Church. But this envelope, a lot of these things, they're going to change in the next couple of months. We're going to have a, some different colors, different look, different feel a little bit. It's going to be us. It's going to be uniquely us. A little edgy, a little, you know, contemporary, fun, exciting. I don't know. I think about the little details, and I, I think... I think about the little details, and I know how I am. I look at stuff, and I think, dude, that's cool. I, I'd like to get to know more about that. I want to see, I want to know a little bit more about that place, that, the, that 
pe- those people or whatever, right? And so I just think that as we pray and we seek God, and I ask you to all be praying for, for this vision, you know, praying for us as leaders, praying for you, for where you fit in, and, and all of this that as we move forward that, man, I don't just like I said earlier, we can't imagine how good this is going to be. We just can't, I mean, I've, we've had some big thoughts and stuff, and it's like, at the end of the day, just check it off and say, it ain't nowhere near as big as what God has planned. And that's the way it is for your life, too. That's the way it is for your life. You can, God can speak to you, and he can give you, you know, purpose and destiny, but at the end of the day, God's plans are just so much greater and so much more fulfilling and rewarding and big than you can ever imagine for yourself. Amen? Amen. Amen. Are you excited? Well, I'm excited. And, uh, man, I'm just looking forward to this year. I'm looking forward to 2016 and beyond. I'm just, I'm looking, I'm I'm so excited. In one way, all of us here who, who know Christ, who are, you know, excited about living with purpose it's great and I mean I can't wait but I'm so excited too for the people who don't even know what's coming yet I just I just man I just I think about it at night I just it's in my prayers all the time that there's people out there hurting dying suffering just things that are happening that Man, if God could just get a hold of them, if the love of God could just invade their lives, and they could just get a revelation of who they are in Christ, who God died for them to be, it would just change everything. It doesn't, it, it doesn't mean there's no challenges or no trials. You know, I hope you understand. I mean, there's obviously difficulties in everybody's life that we're going to face, but it's different. I mean, you walk above it, you know. You, you carry yourself in a joy and a peace that's unknown to the world. It's because of God. And, and, and we have a mandate, and I, I actually am with this. I've ended a few times, but I am with this. That we have a mandate that if we're called by God, that we are called to be a witness to the world. When Jesus said, he said, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Listen, when you accept Christ and you receive his call to your life, you receive a call to be a light to the world. I mean, if you read the same Bible I do, you can't deny that. When you receive Christ, you don't just get inside your bubble and live happy. (laughs) You receive a call to be a light to the world in whatever way that God has gifted you to, wherever he's positioned you, whatever sphere of influence he's given you. That's all different and unique for us. But the call is the same. We are all meant to be a light to the world, to represent the Jesus that died for us the way he walked the earth, to be that kind of love to a world around us. Amen? Stand to your feet with me. Babe, you didn't interrupt me one time today. Did you have anything you want to say? Did you have? Yeah, come on up, please. Yeah, come on up. I know. I understand. I know. I get going. But. He talks so fast. I couldn't even get an interruption in there. Um, But I just wanted to share, I mean, he pretty well covered everything, you know, that I would say to you. But just so you hear from me, I am so excited about this. Um, I just, my heart just breaks for the people that just need to see the love of God. And, you know, that's what 
I know that we're called to do in, in a new and a fresh way that's uniquely us. And I look around this room and I see so many of you that have built with us, but also newer faces. And, and I know that God has a great plan for you. He's calling you guys to something higher too, if you're a part of this church. And I'm excited about that because you guys inspire me, like Matt said. And I see the ideas that I've heard from people, or I see the challenges that you've went through and the faith that's come out of you. And the world needs to see that. They need to see that, and I'm excited to see that grow in you and for people to be influenced and affected by you. So I'm really excited. That's awesome. Thank you for being part of the teaching ministry of Life Church. Our hope is that you take this message and apply it to your life in a practical way. If you would like more information about this ministry and you are in the St. Louis area, call us at 314-843-5575. If you are outside the St. Louis area, call us toll-free at 1-800-610-LIFE. If you would like to write us, our address is 1416 Larkin Williams Road, Finton, Missouri, 63026. Or visit us at our website at lifechurch-stl.com.